uh ah hey barry hey <laughs> we are recording you you were gonna say you may have to cut this short i think that's what you're gonna say uh, no i was uh i was saying i think i have something at the top of the hour so okay. um the top i got of, something uh, too yeah okay all right cool so the after show might be a little shorter Hey, everybody. Welcome to Over 50 Starting Over. I'm Merle Garrison. And I'm Barry Edwards. Hey, look at that. Two weeks in a row we cheated. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I like That's that, fun. too. <laughs> I saw that smile on your face when yeah. I started. <laughs> uh, it so made it all worthwhile for me. I got I to gotta put this out right away. So uh, this morning when I was drinking my coffee, I pulled up the Daily Mail. They always had the most sensational headlines. They don't care about party, this, that. They just care about getting hits. You know what I mean? So that's right. why I like to check out what is the most glaring. So we got our first look at the uh, UFO disclosure. Oh, okay. That's uh, interesting. It was I'm, a, a I'm not... leak. Oh, a leak, huh? Yeah, it's yeah, a primer. Yeah. It's a primer for the big disappointment that's going to come. That's what's about to happen is a big disappointment. Yes, yes. Come yes. on. So uh, I, I want to find the link to that. I wasn't uh, exactly ready here, but um, I got a, I got a lot of other stuff. Cool. Well, stuff. wait, before as you're looking for that, I had a discussion with somebody over the weekend about uh, this, okay, and they said ahead. that the United States was about to unveil their knowledge of aliens, and uh, uh, I sure. said, uh, now that's that's not exactly what they said they're going to do. They're going to they 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 renamed it's not UFO anymore. It's something else there, but it's the same thing. It's same thing. unidentified flying object. That, aerial. They're gonna they they name it aerial now. Aerial. Oh, phenom- okay. Aerial. Phenom- Whatever. Yes. I mean, but the fact same is, thing. is that uh, they're not saying we're gonna tell you about the aliens that we found. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna give us information about these sightings. And I I have to say, Barry, that what I've seen so far has been so grainy. I'm yeah. thinking. You know, we we have the most sophisticated technology, and yet we're getting pictures and video. It's like mm-hmm. the Loch Ness monster and uh, Bigfoot. No better than that so far. Well, you hit the nail on the head there, um, because in this headline it is or was, I all of a sudden can't find it. I think the government <laughs> took it down. U.S. military <laughs> report for Congress says UFO sightings by Navy pilots could be aliens or new hypersonic technology from Russia or China, but are not a secret U.S. government project. Mm. I would say certainly not a U.S. government project that we know of. No, I Actually, it made it sound almost conclusively that it's a U.S. military project. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it, what it really said right there is nothing that we don't already right. know. Right. Okay. Uh, now, the Navy pilots that they talk about seeing these, I remember uh, just a couple of weeks ago, I watched this uh, 60 Minutes video of this particular Navy guy who was in this in this, uh, he was also quoted several times in this uh, article that I can no longer find. But um, he said that uh, is common knowledge, like he was on this certain mission for two years, doing the same crisscrossing of the same uh, air paths. And he said every day, virtually every day, we saw UFOs for two years. To your point, Merle, they know they okay, they see these all the time. He's not the only one that says this astronauts say it, uh, Air Force pilots say it, uh, 
commercial airline pilots say it. So if we know this, we got a Hubble telescope that could take pictures of freaking Pluto, you know? <laughs> right, exactly my point. They have, they have high definition photos and videos, lots and lots of it for sure. They're not, and they're, they're priming us that they're not going to disclose it. That's, that's my point to what I saw. I think way. you're right about that. I think yeah. you're right. Cause total secrecy. It, it can't be that uh, every time, every night, every night when these UFOs show up, they're like, oh, go it, get the good <laughs> camera out i didn't think these things would show up again tonight <laughs> i know no it's it's really to the point now where it's uh insulting our intelligence yeah. and there's still most of the population i think is not as curious or in the know about this as we are just because we're it's it's kind of our, our jam we just really get into talking about it and whatever new news so we're ahead of it but most of the population i think are still in the, uh, I don't, I don't believe it. I think it's all fake. It's weather balloons. And cause they don't want to sound stupid. They're still buying into the, the conspiracy thing. I don't, I don't yeah, want to sound yeah. like that. So right, I, right. you know, I think most of the population is still there, but we should really get over that. The government has said repeatedly that obviously there are UFOs. We don't know what they are. And, um, so there are UFOs. That's not an issue anymore. It's what are they? Now you say this friend of yours, what, what kind of information was he source information? Was he going on saying that we're going to disclose info on aliens? Cause I know that there's, there's not no source happen. information okay. there. There was just, this is, this is, we got aliens, man. And uh, they're out there and I mean, okay, but that, that's not what they're saying that they're, they're not, we're not going to see any pictures of aliens. I don't think this month. No, we're not. That would exceed my expectation. Well, anything would exceed my expectations. Like the, the understatement of the year. There you go. There you go. But like this Navy pilot said, and like a lot of these guys, uh, experts, so-called experts in the field say, is that if it's truly Russian or China technology, we got a lot to be concerned about because they're at least 100 years ahead of us tech-wise. Yeah, and that's the scary part, right that there. Is. Is that uh, is. I'd it, rather it be aliens. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Well, that level the plane. Hungry. I well, <laughs> I always say anything that that's that is that advanced. First of all, if they had any malevolent tendencies whatsoever, they would have already done that. We would have been already wiped out. But, for sure. Uh, but maybe they're waiting for the rest of the crew to show up. You know, <laughs> they could be several light years away. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I don't think so. Just right yeah, now. Sure, yeah, sure. I, I think that that um, that the chances are very high that this is that, that there is some developed uh, some development. I, I wouldn't even say it's a nation that's developed this. I would say we have to be careful of they're they're very intelligent uh non-government organizations yes. that are out there uh we talked about a shadow government last mm -hmm. week i believe that's a mm -hmm. possibility uh, but, but then again you have to take a look at china as well and the investments that they've made in technology mm -hmm. although this has been going on for some time so china is really kind of a newcomer to that kind of technology you know here's something i thought about barry is that I mean, this isn't new. Uh, they had Project Blue Book back in the 50s. Um, and now they're just now coming out with this. And I realized with, with the higher technology on the radar and all that, that that could be possibly why this is all happening. I don't know. But it could also be that the 
you know, if if I'm the military, I don't want to show my hand on this kind of thing. For sure. And so if I'm developing something like this myself or I know about this and now I kind of have my feet held to the fire to come out with information, it seems to me like the best if, tactically I would want to put misinformation out there you and know, they to have throw, for all throw off my enemy in any kind of way. So sure. I think this is, um, I think we should be very prepared for nothing. Agreed. You know, I always come back to, I don't know how many people know about this, but I think it was in June, 1954 that there was an, a photo that made international uh, acclaim in the newspapers of these, I think it was three UFOs right over the Washington uh, Capitol. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so internationally, people are like, whoa, what the heck is that? I think that's when the term flying saucer got coined. No, nah, it had to be before that. When was Roswell? Was that like 48? Something yeah, like that? somewhere back in there. I mean, yeah, and that was a clear, clear cover up uh, because the the news reports for the first two days of that were all about flying saucer recovering a flying saucer they don't know what it is and so on and then once they cleared everything out and all the men in black came out and all that stuff they changed the whole story and put a lot of disinformation out there weather balloon stuff and mm -hmm. and all that so i i i'm you know i have no way of being sure but i really do believe that roswell was an alien craft or at the very least it was a very covert military uh, craft experimentation could have been. Well, I think the likelihood of that is pretty high. But then at the same time, the things that they're saying that these objects can do, mm. they are mm. pretty much defying the laws of physics. So I don't know. For sure. We'll have to see. We'll have to mm. see. There are yeah. lots of lots of there's a lot of technology we just don't know know about that's out there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to just go on the heels of this and I know we're, let's just do a crazy podcast today of uh, whatever order. I, I got so much stuff. A lot of it's kind of fun. Uh, some of it's serious. I love but it. This kind of this kind of segues into it. There is a news report that I just read the other day and I corroborated this with a whole bunch of different newspapers and stuff. China's artificial sun, in quotes, nuclear fusion reactor sets a new world record after running at a 216 million degrees Fahrenheit for 100 seconds as the nation inches closer to its goal of, in quotes, limitless clean power. The device is designed to replicate replicate the nuclear fusion process that occurs naturally in the sun and stars to provide almost infinite clean energy. It was completed late last year. Um, this is absolutely amazing. And um, I mean, a hundred or 216 million degrees Fahrenheit, we cannot possibly wrap our heads around. I'm trying to pull this article up and I'll uh, share the screen as well. And uh, so I remember reading that it achieved temperatures hotter than the sun. And so you would have to think, well, how does it not melt everything around it? Yeah. Uh, right. Well, because the energy is contained in a magnetic field. And then that is contained within. Uh, do you see, see this? Yeah. 
Yeah, okay, so that's a look at the machinery right here. I mean, look at this stuff. This looks like to me what computers look like in the 50s. You know, a whole yeah, big room full yeah. of this stuff. And then as technology advances, uh, what do you know? Everybody's got one in the house, you know? It's, it's a giant flux capacitor. There you go. That's exactly what it looks like. And remember, a whole lot of people are listening to this, not uh, watching it. So, but there is, of course, I'll leave the links for this in the show notes. There is a chart that talks about how this is made and uh, how this is achieved. And so, Merle, you see the uh, cut cutaway of the yes. itself, and yeah. you see these blue rings represent the magnetic field that okay. harnesses the nuclear reactions. And so then the heat is pumped into the steam turbine, a generator. Now we're back to stuff we can understand here. And then that generator makes all that uh, ridiculous amount of electricity. Gotcha. So it's, wow. uh, yeah, it's uh, nuclear reactions like the sun is. It's a bunch of atomic explosions that create all this heat that then uh, power the turbine. And that's, I have to say that this sounds brilliantly terrifying. <laughs> well, especially since it's China, because, that's, you know, this right. thing's going to blow and it's going to for sure blow up half the earth. You know, I mean, come on. They, they built a sun machine. <laughs> I mean, OK, I mean, we're talking about something that you're right. This, this has an, even the picture is terrifying. I mean, it what is. the heck? That yeah. is uh, that. No one should have this. Is what I'm saying. I mean, this. Uh, well, when we think about what happened with Three Mile Island yes. and Chernobyl, yes. I mean, that's nothing compared to what this Agreed. thing could appear could appear to do to us. And China, they cut corners on everything. Really I mean, they do. just gave us the coronavirus. Now they're going to blow up the planet. Well, I mean, yeah, I can see a big made in China sign <laughs> on the <thing, laughs> sticker on the side. Yeah, right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, and and then the wow, I, I almost hope that this is a lie. I mean, because these guys, that's what, like that's I said, I, I corroborated this with a whole lot of different no, sources. No, no, what I'm saying is, I know, of what course, they're saying that they have China could tells you what they want to tell you or what they don't want to tell you. They have everything is closed over there. You can't right. go over there and say, oh, let me see your flux capacitor. <laughs> sure, sure. Show that to you. Let you me know? just yeah, we got it back there, but you'll never see it. There's a three step process here. I'm just going to read quickly. Number right. one, the fusion reactor heats hydrogen fuel to 216 million degrees Fahrenheit. Holy many yeah many what? times hotter than the sun's core that's on you can't fathom yeah, that. how <clears throat> can't what? fathom that a wow. magnetic field keeps the hot gas away from any surfaces inside the reactor which would otherwise melt instantly so there's that question answered number two hydrogen atoms fuse together creating a new element helium generating energy that can be used to heat water in the in a steam turbine to generate the electricity. That's what I explained a second ago. Holy and cow. finally, the new exhaust system cools the exhaust gas, helium, down to around 500, only 572 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, like a, a, a cold spell. Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, so basically, this thing is a container for a hydrogen bomb that just keeps going off. I, I would say like thousands of hydrogen bombs. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It's just like uh, just a, that. I mean, 
Have you ever seen any of those old films of the hydrogen bomb tests? Yes, of course. That's unbelievable. That's like, that's like when you they talk about aliens coming around. They always talk about, man, you set off a nuclear explosion and you're going to see UFOs. And that's when you say that. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that makes me definitely think it's so bad. I don't have words for it. Well, you know, you know the fact is, is that we... We, you know, we know about the atomic bombs that were dropped during World War II, mm-hmm. um, and those weren't hydrogen bombs; those were atomic bombs, and you saw the damage those did. But yes, these atomic, bo- these hydrogen bombs are hundreds of times more powerful than these these bombs that were dropped in World War II, and they they've blown up entire islands that are not there anymore. Oh, uh, that's awful! Uh, and so that's so they stopped doing that. Test. The last. Other, I think uh, there have been rogue tests of these hydrogen bombs, but they've basically stopped. But because of the terrible danger that uh, these things could set off, mm. uh, anyway, <clears throat> China having that in their in their lab, um, probably right next to the Wuhan lab, but that, mm-hmm. that's been developed. Right. Uh, so now, oh, sooner boy. or later. Oh boy. Sooner or later, we are going to develop a renewable clean energy. It's a matter of time. Uh, but boy, to have China lead the way in this regard is scary. It's certainly scary. Ooh, it really is, Barry. Wow. And, and that's the thing, story. too. You know, once again, Biden is pushing this whole uh, climate change budget and all of that. Well, if he wants to, if they want to get serious about it, then they have to go invest in a nuclear. And that's basically what China is doing right there, that's your clean energy. And the the solar panels and windmills account for something like 3% of our energy source. And even, and I quoted an expert on this a few weeks ago, said, even if we put billions of dollars into this industry, what are we going to do? Make it 6%? That's that's what we're going to achieve? Yeah, and it's you have to take it. a look at the uh, the renewable energy piece here. Solar and wind is is you you actually have to have the sun out, or you actually have to have it be windy yeah. to collect the power. I mean, uh, we saw what happened in Texas during the winter during that uh, debacle with that snowed on the on the solar uh, panels. So mm. guess mm. what? <laughs> no right. power. Uh, it, it no wind, no power. And uh, in nuclear, they had not the investments in nuclear. Um, I mean, the nuclear part failed. <clears throat> That's why they were on the brink of <clears throat> total disaster there in Texas is because they, you know, it's never it, <clears throat> the renewable energy is never going to be a, re- a replacement for fossil fuel because of the temporary nature of renewable mm-hmm. energy. So. You're right, Barry. I think um, the thing that uh, the, the nuclear part is the part that's sustainable. Mm. Um, and this is a very interesting thing because what happened with Chernobyl and Three Mile Island really stopped our development in nuclear power and energy to the point where we're, we're really we really have one arm tied behind our back with the nuclear thing. And um, it, it can never really I mean, that's really the answer to, to clean mm-hmm. energy, but we've, we've all been afraid of it. Now, mm-hmm. with this Wuhan leak, it's very interesting because what we are finding out is that they're comparing that whole nuclear thing to this, and they're saying, look, we don't want our funding to dry up on gain-of-function testing and have it be like this whole 
nuclear energy where the funding dried up on this because of these these terrible tragedies <clears throat> it's terrible it's a terrible way of thinking because the whole meanwhile the whole world's in jeopardy of uh, of these dangerous uh, viruses and everything but uh, that's a whole nother story it is very related though to what's happening with our nuclear energy and how we haven't invested in that. And, and mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to go full bore on this renewable energy, wind and, and solar, but that can, it's only, it can never fully replace us. I heard a physicist talk about that, that the way to make that feasible, the solar part, is you would have to really construct this giant solar panel like uh a shield. It's just a giant solar sa sail that collects uh, energy from the sun 24 seven, you know, because mm -hmm. it's in space. And then yeah. it'd have to be like refracted back in back to the earth. And but it there, doesn't sound like that's all that feasible. I mean, well, that's funny, because <clears throat> we've been talking about the the um, the space force. And when we first started talking about this, one of the dangers of the United States not creating a space force is they were saying everything, everything about solar energy and the fact that a ship could potentially beam energy to any spot in the world. I don't know how they do that, mm -hmm. but somehow through our connections that we have that we make, we're able to get transfer energy and they're saying that what could possibly happen is that they could shut down uh, a complete uh, energy infrastructure an electronic grid and then they could beam power to wherever they want in that wow. area to take over that particular area yeah mm. while you're shut down like mm. your whole shut city is shut down and yet there's a, a powered up army surrounding your city you see what yeah. I'm saying? Oh, I do. I do. I mean, to That's beam not... that anywhere is simply a laser. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's you, you beam that heat right to uh, something that's going to collect it. And then, uh, as we saw in that previous diagram, and then uh, turn that into steam that powers a turbine. Boom. There you go. You got your electricity. Yeah. So that's a that's a threat uh, that that could happen. I mean, God. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing when you start to really think about all of this. Uh, it's, it's it's it could be a little overwhelming. It, it well, it truly can be. I mean, it's pick your pick your apocalyptic story of the day. You know, right, right. You know, no all of this also could lead me to a story that I wanted to tell you about a Jordan Peterson podcast from last week about this girl that grew up in North Korea. <sighs> Man, what a story. But before we go into that, because these are just segueing right into each other, but you said that you had something that you wanted to lead at the top of the at the top of the show with. Or did I misunderstand? I, I uh, no, you must have misunderstood. I didn't. <laughs> okay. Wait, well, you're in the headlights. <laughs> I feel like I've just been rambling here, here and I wanted to see if you had something that you wanted to share before I go on into this thing now. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, this was a fantastic podcast on Jordan Peterson's podcast that he then followed up with another one yesterday. And I just started listening to it, but I'll quote the first part of it. Let me back up. So this one is from his Jordan B. Peterson podcast, season four, episode 26, called Tyranny, Slavery, and Columbia U. But, and the guest is Yen, Yen, Mi, Yen Mi Park. 
And she was raised in North Korea in the 90s. And you realize that we really don't know a lot about North Korea. No, everything I know is bad. It's real bad. Let me tell you how bad. So she was raised there in the 90s. They rarely had electricity. They didn't own anything because that wouldn't be stealing from the state. The state owns everything. That's the mentality. They, she never even saw a trash can because they never had anything to throw away. Wow. Yeah. North Korea sold, in quotes, their dictatorship under the guise of, in quotes, equality. By separating, That's how it's always sold. Yes, of course. Uh, by separating people, you know, even Mao did that. Yeah, yeah, it was that's Mao. That's the communist he, way. That's, yeah, that's communism. He started with this uh, equal rights for women. He was pushing all this uh, women yes, stuff, and everybody yes. jumped on board. And it's the same thing. It's always. It's. I uh, use the analogy a couple of weeks ago. It's a stepping stone. It's like a quick jump on that rock to get to the other side of the river, which is tyranny. So. They sold this uh, equality thing by separating people into three main classes and then subsets of 15 after that. And we're building towards that for sure with uh, all the different races that we now, that's all we talk about is race and then all these different genders and stuff, which she never heard of anything like that. Let me, let me go on here. So people lived in a constant state of starvation and the government liked it that way because as finding some source of food each day was the only thing that your mind could be preoccupied with. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yen Mi and her sister would spend up to three months at a time by themselves eating bugs, dragonflies grasses and bark to stay alive because their mother would have to go places for long periods of time uh, to go work and i mean they would maybe make about two dollars per month wow equivalent and the father her father got caught trading which is you know trying to do some uh, black market right you know and he got sentenced to a hellish prison and so they knew nothing of the rest of the world. On rare occasions, electricity would come on and they would have to have the radio on with one channel and it's all propaganda. She said it had, uh, she had it much better than most because cannibalism was a real thing. Uh, trading wasn't allowed. As I told you, ownership of everything is stealing state property. At 13, Yenmi, her mom and sister fled to China due to starvation. Now they had no idea what China was or would uh, have in store for them, but they had, they saw lights, you know, like th there's just no lights. If you look at North Korea from yeah, satellites are off. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's so you know, uh, South yeah. Korea is lit up, China's lit up. There's this dark spot in the middle called North Korea. Yes. It's mm -hmm. I can't believe that that uh, their their uh, dictatorship couldn't even do that to their people. So <clears throat> they were as soon as they got across the border, they were picked up by slave traders. Mom was her mom was raped right in front of her. And mother and sister were separated and sold into slavery. Yenmi was kept by the trader, uh, the, the lead trader. Uh, he was an abusive gambler. And, but he eventually did buy her mother back for Yenmi uh, as a thing of gratitude to show some kind of affection. Yenmi talked about him for a while and she called him extremely abusive, but at the same time, he did show acts of love. He also 
brought when her father got out of prison he paid for her father to come live out his last days last couple months with her and so they got but she said he was not the same at all of course yeah he was not even there he wasn't present right Um, uh i mean so I'm just uh, summarizing this podcast because I would like p- to encourage people to go listen to it. It's about two hours. There's, I got, I'm about halfway through it, and it's really eye-opening. I'm just wow. hitting, just skimming the top of this here. Yeah, yeah. All right. So somehow, which I don't remember how she explained it, because there's a bit of a language barrier. Her, her accent is very thick. There's parts that I didn't really catch as right, she was right. talking. Uh, but she wrote a book about this and that's why how Jordan Peterson found he read the book and he's like oh my god I gotta have this girl on the show um, so somehow uh, her mom and Yenmi made their way to they did not find her sister at this point and they made their way to South Korea where Yenmi worked super hard to get educated realized she had no education at this point she right. didn't know what was going on in the world whatsoever uh, and and she worked very hard, uh, very hard. That's all she did was study and everything. And she got discovered and was offered a part on a reality TV show there in South Korea, uh, which she didn't want to do. But her friend convinced her because all she wanted to do was find her sister. Mm-hmm. And her friend convinced her to do it because it'd be super, it's super popular in China and her sister would probably find her. Hmm. And that's what happened. They got reunited because her sister found her on this reality TV show. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And she said that her part was to play a Paris Hilton-like character from North Korea. And she said that was just the dumbest, most ironic thing, because there wasn't a Paris Hilton-like person from North Korea. No. no. Right, right. So... um, I would a silly thought, a Paris yes. Hilton in North Korea. Yeah, she said it's uh, those kind of reality shows. There yeah, are yeah. super simple, and you have to get it in get a character that is super simple, simply defined, and just play that character. Huh. So, so, anyways, she takes some kind of a scholarship that takes her to Col- Columbia University. She became completely disenchanted. Now, remember, she is just all about learning at this point. She yeah, is yeah, soaking yeah. it up like yeah, a sim yeah. she's reading everything and uh so she got this chance to go to columbia university i think that's upstate new york and it's it's in new york city oh is it in new york mm-hmm. city okay mm-hmm. she became completely disenchanted with the pc culture that permeated through every class she took she wouldn't recommend college to anyone this is an ivy league school here mm-hmm. you know she wouldn't recommend university to anyone. It's completely worthless and it's a brainwashing session. Wow. Wait yeah. a second. She's from North Korea, yes. the home of brainwashing and oppression. And she's saying to stay the heck away from Columbia University. This, no, all universities. All. All. Because of the wokeism that is being taught yeah, in there, yeah. and well, indoctrination. This is yes, my, this is yes, kind of where the point yes. is coming. She went as far as to say we are committing national suicide as a nation with what we're doing, starting at uh, the school level. We talk about all the time. I agree about the um, critical race theory that they're just shoving down our kids throats. Think of the anxiety that that's putting into our young kids and dividing them up at an early age and teaching them to hate each other. 
it's or to terrible. be ashamed of this. Oh, it it's is awful. terrible. Terrible. So she sees this, and you cannot pick a more unbiased point of view, a blank slate of a right, right. of a person to witness this. And it's amazing to me, Merle. I know that we talk about this every show, and I'm sorry, people, if you get tired of. I want you to get pissed off about it. This is destroying our country from, it is. from within. It is. And it's happening quickly. As she said, she says we are committing national suicide. Mm. She sees, as she said about dividing up into classes, she pointed out all the ways that we are falling right into this Marxist thing that's going to put us right into a dictatorship. And I think people can't really wrap their heads around that in this country. I don't think that we're properly educated, to, to say the least, to wrap our heads around it. No, so, we don't know what Marxism is. We don't know what fascism is. We're, we, right. we call, oh, you're a fascist. You're a Nazi. Throw it around. We don't even know what that is. Right. Um, and, and, and yet the, the mechanisms of fascism and communism are happening all around us, and we're completely blind. We're that frog in the, in the, in the, the pot of water that's slowly heating up to a boil. Uh, and we're just like, hey, something smells good around here. What's cooking? You know, like mm -hmm. Bugs Bunny. Uh, that's, that's really what's happening. And, and Barry, you know, when you take a look at what's happening right now with this whole thing around the virus, and I'm going there right now, because mm -hmm. I think this is very related to what mm -hmm. you just said. And you take a look at the what's happened with our news media, Barry. I, I think that's the real story here. The, of course, what we see, I, I've always believed that this escaped from the lab in Wuhan. I think you yeah. and I both agreed on that yeah. for a long time now. The evidence seemed very clear from the beginning when they wouldn't let us go there and, and check it out. A lot of fishy things that were happening here. But now when I start to hear what really happened and how Dr. Fauci was involved with this uh, uh, this company, Echo Health Alliance, and uh, and Peter Daszak over there, and how they were communicating with each other about the gain-of-function testing they were doing in Wuhan, and then we had sponsored that, and how Dr. Fauci had categorically denied that we were doing anything like that mm -hmm. nearly a month ago. Um, this entire time, Dr. Fauci has been saying that um, it's impossible that this was, uh, it was certainly not something that was created in a lab or escaped from a lab. But he, and here's, here's the thing, Barry, here's what I found out, is that this Peter Daszak, he's the CEO of Echo Health Alliance, when this whole thing happened a long time ago or a year ago. This, they, of course, Fauci came out and said, Hey, you know, this isn't, I don't, it's not looking like this came from a lab. And he referenced uh, a peer group of 27 very, very uh, well known uh, uh, scientists that were vouching that no, all of the, the evidence is showing that this was not a created virus. Well, it turns out that um, this group of scientists were handpicked by Peter Daszak, who is the, the head of the Echo Health Alliance. And he is the guy that was directly doing the gain of function testing and knew all about it, um, probably knows exactly what happened over there. And he's got a vested interest in not saying that, hey, <laughs> This thing we were testing out got away, so he got these scientists, his buddies, together to say that it didn't happen that way, and now we have an email 
from one of his partners that says, hey, I want to sign on and be one of the scientists too. And he's saying back to him, no, we're too closely allied together. And I don't want this to look like it's coming from me. Okay, so you know that this that's looking pretty fishy right there. Mm -hmm. Our involvement there and our possible knowledge the whole time that this escaped from the lab that we were testing. And, it, and then we find out that we see memos now from our own state department that are saying, hey, do not investigate this Wuhan lab theory that, uh, that the virus escaped from there because this is gonna open up a whole can of worms. Mm -hmm. So our, our own people not only are funding this, but trying to hide any evidence of it as well. And the news media is completely complicit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which now I, I, I say this, that um, if I ever had a doctor that lied to me and, and put my health in jeopardy, I would never go back to that doctor or believe anything that that doctor ever said. Mm -hmm. But now what we have is we have a whole host of doctors and scientists that are caught in a gigantic lie. And, and not only that, but the press seems to have known about this too and seemed to be so eager to trash President Trump that they defied all of the facts and, and, and allowed our, our, the whole world to be in jeopardy. That's what it's looking like, Barry. I don't have it all does. the facts here, but it's really looking like that. And now I have to go back to all these other things that have happened in the past year. Like for instance, let's take a look at that whole thing with Joe Biden and his relationship with China and how that was separate. Now, look, look at the, Look at the things that happened all around this. It, the, the way that they talked about the, 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 the thing escaping from the lab in China. If you tried to call it the China virus, the Wuhan virus, you're a bigot. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So any kind of talk about that, that's already been debunked. This is debunked conspiracy theory. Uh, it, it, when you hear those same players saying that, Mm -hmm. That's the red flag that it's the truth. That's what I said at the beginning of the show when they said, certainly the United States government is not, this isn't a military thing with these UFOs. Mm -hmm. And now you got to say, well, it's probably what it is because <laughs> that's what they do. They just tell us lies like this. And it's, it's probably the exact opposite thing. We even have to look at now the election, but we got to look at January 6th and the lies that we were told all around that. Look at the the impeachment trials that happened and the spying on President Trump. Look at all of that because these are the exact same people that lied about this and they conspired. This is people, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. This is conspiracy. Where everything goes off the rails here is with our media because our media yes. is what always kept everything in check. That was pretty That's much correct. their job, which is why we have freedom of speech and we used to cherish that uh, strongly. And, yes, um, yes. You're now, right, Barry. It's, it's, that's it's the problem. Speech. You're right. It, it, the, the people that let us down the most is the press. Because yes. the, you're right, Barry, is that it, that was our, <clears throat> as citizens, that was our protection. 
Mm-hmm. If that's, you look been, at, that's gone. If you look at it on a small scale, uh, it's easier to digest. So you're watching your local news and you got your uh, investigative reporter in the trench coat going and busting in on some company that's doing stuff crooked or your local government doing some shady stuff like not recycling when you're paying for recycling. That's <laughs> right. seriously, that's the that's the uh, what we count on the press for besides just keeping us informed on uh, general things to keep us safe. But uh, so on a national and international stage, this has been completely usurped. We've been manipulated. It's becoming more and more known finally. I mean, and accepted. Thank God for podcasts and things like this. But I'll tell you what, this are our, our means of uh, distributorship can take us off the air forever without us being able to do anything about it. So there's that danger. And so we that's a real to, danger, Barry. That is a is. real, real danger. Yeah. So my point is we need to privatize as much as possible and get the power out of the hands of these few gigantic companies that truly run our country behind the scenes. And I'm talking here, Facebook's Google's, uh, people, uh, companies like that, gigantic monopolies. Yeah. I, I also believe in the media, I mean, in the media, China's a major factor here with the media. And Mm. and we we're my understanding is that much of our media has been bought off by the Chinese communist party. And, uh, and so that's really the thing that we have to be serious about and face because uh, there's a day of reckoning coming regarding China because we are very, very much invested in that country right now. Our economy uh, relies on China right now. Did you know that our, our federal government, the uh, retirement plan is based on bonds from China? Oh, I don't doubt that a bit. A hundred percent. So their retirement plan, our state they government buy up here our in debt. California. That's yeah. why we're printing up money. They buy up our debt left and right. They they, cool. they pretty yeah. much own us. And that Yen Mi from that podcast, she was talking about how China already owns lots of other countries, such as all of Africa. And um, they've that, taken over. Yeah. So well, they've taken over. They've enslaved Africa is really what's happened here. Yeah. And they've done it by being the nice guys, uh, mm-hmm. by building infrastructure for them. And uh, that's their trap. That's how they've been doing it. And they basically own uh, they own that place now. It's uh, it's pretty crazy how how all of this is all coming together. And mm-hmm. we've really got to we've really got to be serious about this and serious about uh, pulling we need to divest from China. Uh, yeah. We need to, we need to, we can't rely on the Chinese supply chain either. Remember what happened uh, and how scary that was with our PPE. And it turns out, Oh, China makes all the PPE and some pharmaceuticals. It. Right. And let's, let's go back to that for a second on the, on the China thing. Um, so they let, they, it seems to be, it seems like they purposely let a virus out. We, See, it, it also looks like the People's Liberation Army of China, which is the enforcement arm of the Chinese Communist Party, it, it, let's let's this level set that uh, that army is not like the army here in this in this country. Um, our army is there to protect the citizens. Their army is there to keep the Chinese Communist Party empowered. 
Um, so they are allied with the Wuhan lab in um, biological testing. So it looks like they let that virus out as a weapon. I'm not sure about that, but it's very much looking like that. And then we couldn't get any PPE from China because mm -hmm. they held all the PPE on purpose. I don't know. It sure does look like it. Yeah. Um, it's it's, it's, I doubt it's diabolical. I doubt that it was purposeful. I think it was uh, your general average everyday studies. That's and I get this mm. from Brett Weinstein, uh, a biologist from over like about a year ago, almost well, a year ago. Let's look at this for a second, Barry, because do you know why they do gain a function testing? Do you know what the purpose is of that? Well, I thought the purpose was to actually head off diseases before they happen. Yeah, that's what they say it is. But mm -hmm. here's what it really is. It's a it's it's really a uh, a way of preparing for biological warfare coming from our enemies. Mm -hmm. um, when we do gain of function testing, what we're really doing is we're preparing to. Uh, yes, we are preparing to head off a uh, a pandemic. But what we're really concerned about is our enemies doing gain of function testing to release a virus on us. Now, this kind of biological warfare has pretty big history to it. Uh, um, this is, we, we had experiences with this in uh, World War II where the Japanese were trying to uh, infect the United States with the bubonic plague. They had a, a bomb actually that would uh, infest us with the fleas that mm. carry the bubonic plague. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so this gain of function testing is actually a defensive measure to protect ourselves from our enemies. And so with that being the case, it's not far-fetched to believe that a virology lab would be used by the Chinese Communist Party's uh, military arm to, and by the way, we have records that they have been involved with the Wuhan lab. Why wouldn't they use that to, to potentially use it against us. We've already seen that they don't care if their own people die. So right. if, if they if, if they let uh, a portion of their 1 billion population die, uh, that probably would help some of the people in the Communist Chinese Party. Uh, so, so, you know, these are some, there's some pretty serious things that we have to take a look at here that that are happening. And I think we need to I think it feels like our our president needs to take this a lot more seriously than he than he is right now. They don't. Yeah, I know. Um, just remember that China has declared and I don't know what the source of this is. I should say that. But I've heard this over and over again. And that girl, Yenmi, in that podcast said the same thing is China wants to have world domination by 2035. Yeah, absolutely. They seem um, to be on course. They seem to be doing just fine. And there's a reason for this. Us, too. Yeah, go ahead. No, you look at us, we're what we're allowing uh, yes. ourselves to do from the inside out. I'd say they're on course. Yeah, they're trying to do this for their 100 year anniversary mm. and that they're making pretty big waves that the the, the um, the way that they're doing this is based on the art of war by Sun Tzu mm -hmm. and um, it's, it's death by a thousand pinpricks. That's, that's his uh, philosophy. Yep. It's, it's a, a book called unrestricted warfare also is there, is their philosophy. It was written in China about 20 years ago. This is 
warfare. It's, it's not conventional warfare. It's unconventional. It's, it's coming at you at all angles uh, it, it, from everywhere. They're going after your culture. They're going after your finances. They're going after your, your privacy. They're going after uh, um, relationships, everything. And, and this is what we're saying. We can't even, you can't even go down the street and, and have a, a conversation with people without somehow crossing a line and mm -hmm. suddenly getting into a big argument about really yeah. stupid stuff too. Correct. And this is part of it. This is mm -hmm. we're a, a country divided can't stand. There you go. Oh, very true. Boy, I wish we could get a few laughs in here. We normally, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. we laughed at the beginning for a second. That we was did. A, <laughs> I, I got my bikes back. Oh, you did finally. Did. Okay. So yes. you're out there riding. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So just uh, a couple days ago, I finally got my new bike, my uh, yeah. specialized Cirrus three. Oh my God. That thing rides like a dream, Merle. Just an absolute. Does oh, it really? And it's the first bike I ever had with disc brakes. Oh yeah. I have one like that. It's yeah. Nice. yeah. That's very nice because, um, the, the, Day after the, my second day with it was a little wet out there. It wasn't they still work. And, and, you know, I, I have that habit of knowing that it's a little wet and I'm coming to an intersection. Oh, I better be ready for some slippage. Nope. They work just like it was dry as a bone out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, pretty, pretty crazy. I like that. And yeah. uh, you, they, they do work a lot better than the traditional bike brakes. But uh, so this is a hybrid that you have that you're yeah. right now. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You know what? I, I'll pull up a picture of it when you're, oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. Um, and I got my Jameis back yesterday. And that's like pretty much good as new again. Yeah, it's so, really something when you get your bicycle tuned up. Anne Marie and I got our it? bicycles tuned up a couple of weeks ago. And boy, it's like having a brand new bike again. It really is underrated. It, a lot of us might think, oh, yeah, you're going to throw 100 bucks into this. What, and what are they going to do? Why, give it a little wipe down? No, yeah. man, they true up your tires and uh, adjust your gears. But, you know, there's a... A lot of difference between these different workshops. Like I've had some people. Boy, you got that right. Yeah, they really don't know. Uh, your gears are a little misaligned. They don't even know what you're talking about, really. And the, and they and they're a bike shop. You know, they yeah, pretend yeah. they do. Yeah. Like, How do you not know this? <laughs> yeah. I, I've watched YouTube videos on it. Got to tell you, it's beyond me. I cannot adjust gears properly. I, they're really sophisticated stuff. Wow. I think you need a lot of repetitions at it, you know? Yeah, 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 no kidding. And truing up those tires, adjusting those spokes. No, no, don't do that. Yeah, what's that? <laughs> that's a science right there. That boy. is, yes. I, I, I took a class about. on that one time. and, and then Yeah, I did at the bike shop at Kent. They had that wheel and wrench over there, and they oh. did all these workshops over there. And uh, I tried to learn how to true up my spokes, and I, I almost ruined my bike. Uh, so, yeah, you should just have a professional do that. Yeah, it's worth the money. I mean, if you invest more than uh, a few hundred dollars in your bike, it it's worth the money at least once every other year. Well, if you ride a bit, you know, if it's I, I agree it's yeah. for safety purposes as well. well there I mean, you that's go. a that's a big deal because stuff start, starts to unscrew. You mm -hmm. know, you don't want stuff mm -hmm. falling apart while you're riding, especially downhill. I had this. <laughs> I had this one thing happen where when I was I was a kid at the time, I borrowed a buddy of mine's bike and he he had this really cool bike and it didn't have a back fender on it. It had this big fat wheel back there and uh -huh. uh, I wanted to ride it really fast. It was a five speed. 
you uh-huh. remember those. And I wanted to ride it down this the street called Amboy because it had this big hill and a big right turn at the bottom. So I got on the hill. I'm I, man, I'm going really fast, and this little dog runs out in front of me. Ooh. It the bike had handbrakes and it had handlebars up here. And yeah, so I wasn't used to using the handbrake, so I panicked yeah. and I, I hit the I, front I, one. No, I broke the handbrake right off and fell <laughs> backwards onto the the wheel that was running, and my butt got sucked right into that little crack. And, oh, yes, and it stopped the bike instantly. Oh, it ouch. was like being shot in the butt, and I remember. <laughs> I, I fell on the ground and I just screamed out and that little dog oh. got all in my face and yip, 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 yip. <laughs> insult to injury. <laughs> it was terrible. What? <laughs> How was your butt going forward? Like, oh, well, it's an old war wound now, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, giant bruise. You're, you're, I, oh, man, I could barely walk for your butt's for, your for biggest like muscle the next day. Exactly. Oh, next few oh, days I had a hard oh, time walking, but that reminds me of way back 20 years ago when you came over to my house in uh, university heights and we went bike riding i had a spare bike and i can't even remember what bike this was i just remember we were riding if you even remember this because you made me think of it and i'm looking at you and the seat is bending bending and you're going down (laughs) down down. i do remember that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not, not too dissimilar from the story you just told that, that well, was... it's always the the borrowed bike right it's always it the one that goes i borrowed your bike in california yeah it's the same thing good luck with that yeah what were the what were the brakes doing it was, it was something that, dangerous it, it was like it would i i think it would like suddenly just jolt and stop yeah. like Something like that. I forget like what that, that. was, but it was something whatever it was, it was dangerous. It was dangerous. And uh, hey. I was just talking about that last night about uh, how we wrote. I was saying to Anne Marie how how happy I was that we were able to ride through Venice Beach together, uh, because dude, if you try to ride through there now, you'll probably be killed. I've heard it's sick over there. I've it's heard like, it's, it's it's like mentally uh, deprived. Like they they're like crazy people. They're people that. Just there, whoo! I wouldn't ride yeah. my bike through there today. I heard it's very dangerous. Um, so. And speaking of that, I had some news articles that I, I had queued up here. One of them. Oh, is, before you do, can yeah. I? Because I want to get off this part of my notes, and because I got other stuff, I just want to finally ahead. say about that Yen Me podcast on Jordan Peterson's. Of course, I'm going to save the link for you. Uh, she said. You know, as soon as she got into that university, that she was uh, asked immediately what her pronouns were. And oh she had no idea what that was. And when she was told, she was just appalled. She said, and it, she was also told that if you get triggered by something a professor says during class, you're allowed to leave immediately without being penalized. And she's like, I'm a rape and starvation survivor. And people here in this country don't realize. Hey. Exactly. And so Rex Murphy was interviewed. This was yesterday's podcast, uh, season four, episode 27 of Jordan Peterson's. And he's a highly respected journalist and scholar from Canada. Uh, Brilliant guy. I'm only about 45 minutes into this podcast, but right up uh, towards the front of it, he was, uh, Jordan told him about the Yenmi. 
and what she said about the universities. And he, he said, oh, absolutely. He goes, universities used to be a haven of knowledge. Then everybody was so prideful to be a part of it, to be a part of passing down and adding to the tradition of the knowledge being passed down. And he says, now with the postmodernist thing, and you know, postmodernist, all, all it is now is like, oh, Christopher Columbus. Well, we dug up some dirt on him. So all of that is BS that you were taught. Right, right. right. And they do that with every subject and every historical person that if you read between the lines on this you, this person's sexist and therefore it is not valid the whole what is that 1619 thing rewriting oh it's history. terrible yeah it's, that's yeah. all postmodern crap so now you're not supposed to believe anything and and as he says the problem with that is it doesn't matter if you can find find a way to turn some dirt dig up dirt on somebody or something historically but what we're losing is the the tradition the information behind it, the lessons behind it. You know, uh, the, the Bible is full of nothing but gigantic, uh, profound lessons. But if you try to discredit it, you know, it, it's the whole thing. And he, but he says he agrees that do not go to a university unless you're going there just to study science. Go to a trade school or just go out on your own. And today we can get so self-educated on our own with the internet that, yeah, I got to say, I think universities are committing suicide themselves. They really are. I, it's, mm -hmm. it's really <clears throat> an interesting thing that she had to say is that the country is committing suicide, but it, you look at what's happening with the young people today and Anne Marie, by the way, she's all over this. So doing lots of research on what's happening in our educational system oh, today, it's appalling. And just uh, a lot of concerns there. And just, you can indoctrinate an entire people that way, just by doing it through the educational system. And you try to talk to people that are freshly out of college and man, they're I'm telling you, it, it, it's, it's, it's really difficult to have these conversations about what's actually real. They're, they're not preparing these people for what's the, what the world is really like. Mm -hmm. uh, they're preparing them for some type of an ideology. It's like a cult really. Uh, but I, I, it's, it's really turning out some, some very weak people. And <laughs> Barry, it's interesting that the uh, the the Pentagon this week came out and defended their uh, their stance regarding this critical race theory, and they feel that um, that the military needs to be trained on uh, critical race theory. You see, the Pentagon declares diversity training e essential in defending the nation. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And when you, <laughs> That's when you funny. take a look at this, what they're what they're teaching uh, people is that uh, uh, through this woke ideology is that uh, white people are inherently mm -hmm. evil. Mm -hmm. And so when you take a look at our military based on our population, the majority of the people in the military are white. Mm -hmm. And so now you're teaching them that they're inherently evil and they're supposed to defend our nation. Mm -hmm. But don't you think that that is going to cause a psychological conflict that, wait a second, if I'm inherently evil and most of the people in my country are inherently evil and I'm supposed to defend from evil, shouldn't I allow myself to be annihilated and maybe even allow the country to be annihilated to get rid of evil? I mean, of this is a terrible, uh, uh, paralyzing lesson to teach our fighting here apparatus here's yet another lesson from yenmi's uh podcast there or her book that she wrote is that what uh, a dictatorship does like that is they will punish three generations of your family if you cross them and so if they uh 
when they took over, the landowners were the evil people because they own the state's property. Yes. And so they would punish generations of that. What are we doing now? There were slave owners generations ago, and we are we're trying to punish, we are punishing white people now. Now, what we don't realize is that after slavery, it was white people that led the way to abolishing slavery, something right. that still takes place all over the world, mind you. Yes. And uh, in, in uh, the uh, sex slave trade, trade that goes on currently today is absolutely appalling. And we don't seem to talk about that. But so you it's depending on how you, you got to really take a big leap, a big stretch to punish white people for slavery of generations gone by. You, you do, because it's much easier common sense to say, oh, well, white people played uh, the largest role in abolishing it. Barry, on that note, uh, California launches reparations task force. Uh, And this is interesting because this is this is the most interesting thing. I haven't seen this one before is that state lawmakers have zeroed in on homeownership as one of the many ways to close the wealth gap between black and white Californians. On Tuesday, the Assembly and Senate unveiled a joint spending plan, which they'll use to negotiate with Newsom out of a June 15th deadline, blah, blah, blah. It says that it proposes developing a program in which the state would pay for and own up to 45% of a home. Uh, that would cut the purchasing price nearly in half, allowing more families to buy. All right. So wait a second. Um, if I'm white, I got to pay full price. But if I'm black, uh, I get it at half. I get a house for half price because I'm black. Once um, again, that sounds like do you have discrimination to a, and racism. Um, it certainly is. Do you have to take a DNA test? And how much black uh, African-American or African see, do you have to have? And, and, and also, once you get the home, the state owns half your home. Uh, oh I, I got to say this, that when the state owns anything and you live in it, uh, you never take care of it, really, because no. it's not really yours. So, yeah, I guess you own half of it, but the state's going to con- how do they not control you if they own half of your home? And uh, think of this. You can never o- really own something and pass it down in your family and build wealth because uh, you die off. They take it back because they own half of it anyway and then resell it all over again. This is really a big revenue generator for the state. But think about it, Barry, we're talking about ownership and you were just talking about uh, how the state uh, actually owns everything and that Mm -hmm. you can't actually own anything. Well, we have here a very progressive movement, progressive. It's we it's sort of the frog in the in the pot that I talked about earlier the heat just keeps progressively going up. Hey, we'll start out at 45 percent of your home. But before long, we're going to own you, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and and look at look at what happened to the housing debacle back uh, about uh, back in the early 2000s when uh, we did the subprime lending and we gave lend we lent we lended to people that weren't qualified. And when the uh, uh, when the bill came in, they couldn't pay it. It crashed the economy. It seems like this is the same kind of uh, plan right here that could possibly happen. And then finally, let's just say this. Why is the state of California doing reparations? Did did California have slavery? No. Okay, so what gives here? The fact is, is that we've got a governor here that is looking at a recall election in September. 
Mm. I don't think we have to say anything more on this. Mm -hmm. I think that that says the whole thing. I think it's disgusting. Yeah. uh, Here's the other thing, Barry, that's happening here in California is that uh, suddenly um, we find out that the governor is going to use the disaster relief fund that we got from the federal government here in our our state of California. And he's going to give out um, lottery style cash prizes to people who have received the uh the vaccination with mm-hmm. a grand prize of about a million dollars so these are tax dollars these are tax dollars right you know when you play the lottery you know these are other people that played the lottery you get the money it's because other people willingly played the lottery yeah, and that's yeah. what the fund is this isn't that this is taking your tax dollars and my yeah. tax dollars yeah. and giving it to somebody because they got a vaccination now i used to work in a carnival game when i was a kid and you could win the big prize if you get a dime inside a thing something smaller than a dime (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna say that this seems a lot like that a lot of crazy like you where's all this money coming from barry that's what i want to know is where is all this money we just came through a devastating a, a pandemic where we shut down all of the business yeah. and suddenly all these states and the federal government it's they're like santa claus it's like uncle uncle gavin over here is yeah. going to give away all this money and I, I i don't understand why more people aren't like hold hold the boat here wait we're gonna buy black people's homes we're gonna give money away meanwhile there are people on this block outside of my house that are sleeping on the street every night on a piece of cardboard in mm. but they're spending money like it's uh it's just it's it's maddening when you really think about it it is it truly is think we should lighten this this show up here and right uh yeah uh we're, i have i have more for the next show uh for so the, do the I after have. show as well so go cool. ahead okay all right so i got this great story to share with you celebrating another <laughs> police officer and uh let's share this uh okay so this guy uh this cop he has been celebrated twice recently and we have a video here that i don't i don't need to show you i just want to tell you about he lifted a car off an a a woman's head it was overturned her head was stuck like under what it was on her head yes it was no i'm not kidding and her son was sitting there screaming completely freaking out so uh, his adrenaline just flowed and he was able to pick this up enough that she got her head out so he's being celebrated for that like thank god he uh you know really good looking guy looks like good family guy there well it's not the first time that he's been celebrated it says here the this is in virginia gloucester i believe is how you say this looks like it the gloucester sheriff's office again like to recognize deputy jay holt his name is john holt on another unbelievable incident that occurred in may of 2021 uh, this read in Facebook. As many know, Dep- Deputy Holt recently accepted both the local and regional top cop awards for in February 2021 for his commitment to public safety after saving the lives of two individuals from a burning house on the afternoon of March 24th. Wow. Yeah, so he wasn't done. He then responded to this overturned vehicle. This lady was trapped. He uh, He was able to 
Uh, he's, it looks like a big dude. He was able to lift it up off her head enough to get her out. And uh, if you could see the photo of that, I don't Holy want to play the video. Holy cow, though. Look at that. That is yeah. Amazing. That so, car is just turned completely over on the side of the road. This guy lifted yes. that off of this woman's head. Absolutely. And the woman survived. Is that right? Yeah. Yes, she did. She seems to be absolutely fine. Oh and I want to share one final thing with you yeah. as we uh, as we um, finish up here. And this thank was God for people like quick. that, that police officer. Isn't That's all that I the truth. Yeah. Another great uh, example of the kind of police officer you really want in your neighborhood. Oh, Actually, I saw this. Oh, my oh, God. Did you? Yeah. The okay. woman fighting off that bear to protect her dogs. This is unbelievable. And it's a quick, quick video. So right. I thought it'd be fun. Well, what am I doing in Instagram? OK, well, it's bigger now. OK, uh, so this is video footage from the security camera. I don't know where this is. Do you? No, but, but here it looks comes like Mama Bear, kind of like Arizona kind of area. It does. Right? It really yeah. does. Mama Bear with her cubs crawling, uh, uh, walking across this wall, brick wall, and it is swiping at the dogs that came over, freaking out. And these are little food. Oh, got that little one. He got he, that little one. He did, and he was going to take it. Yes, he was. And this woman, little woman, came over and pushed this bear off the wall. <laughs> and I you mean, know, in a moment of adrenaline flowing like that, most likely you or I would do the same. But then when you, your senses came back, you, do, <laughs> you would be freaked out. You know? I mean, come on. This is a mama bear with its cubs. Mm, and think I, about the most that. dangerous bear <laughs> that could possibly be is a mama bear with its cubs. And this woman just, I know she didn't think about it. She just right. reacted. Right. That mama bear had her little dog. There was two other dogs there, mm -hmm. too. Boy, he got that little dog at the last second and uh -huh. she pushed him right up and the bear let go of that dog to yeah. hold up so it wouldn't fall off the wall, which it did. Boy, wow. that is really something. That's wild. All right. Yeah. Hey, we got to sign for her, by the way. And uh, for the after show, I'm going to separate it out again. And I'm going to, with both the audio and the video, I'm going to release the after show on Monday. Okay. okay, good, good. Yeah, start making it simple. And guys, if you're ever confused about how to find it, just go to over 50 starting over it.com. It, it's right there. Our original video will be right there. And um, boy, I just had a thought, how am I going to share the link on the post of the after show if I don't release it until you can't, you can't, you got to send it out separately, right? There's no I other do. Way. I gotta, uh, I gotta, I gotta post them both today. Ah. But the links will be there right on the homepage. Bookmark over 50 starting over. Or you can do what I do. Just subscribe to your podcast and it comes up as it drops. It's the easiest way to do it. Oh, yeah, but if you like video, then just subscribe to the video, the YouTube video channel. But you should also turn on notifications, which I know you did because you mentioned that you do. Yeah, I like that. Drops. Yep. Yeah, that's the little bell, you know, yeah. so it's. We got a million ways to reach you. You just got to gotta look for it. Jump and, in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you next week, everyone. All right.